started. I, I was planning yesterday. I started preparing a ten year on what bracha you make on granola bars. It's something that uh, comes up a lot. People eat granola bars, and uh, then this morning I got an email from somebody uh, so, saying, "Can you please give a ten year on the bracha of granola bars?" I said, "Ah, oh, this is my mishmenah Today's going to be the day that we have to discuss granola bars." There is a pasuk in Eretz Yisrael uh, in one of the yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael who tells the talmidim in the yeshiva that a yerei doesn't eat granola bars. So first you get this idea that a yerei does not eat granola bars. And Rabbi Bolzim likes to make fun of this line, that a yerei does not eat granola bars. So he gets this idea because if there's any machlokas in Hilchus Brachos, there are several places throughout Masechus Brachos where we come across the concept that we try to be Yotze Kaladeos. Dafka in Hilchus Brachos, that we try not to get involved in machlokas. But uh, it is possible that even a yerei could eat granola bars. Let's discuss some of the halachas, what, what the brach is, both bracha rishona and bracha acharona. Now you should be aware that uh, in order to know what brachas to make on complicated foods like cereals, which we had a shear on once, and granola bars, you have to really know how the food is made. Manufacturing and the advances and the, the, the ways that food, are, food is manufactured can have a significant impact on the, uh, the bracha. And a lot of times, we won't know how it's made. So we rely on people who work for kashras agencies to pay attention not only to whether the ingredients are kosher, but to how it's made so that they can help inform us so that we can make proper brachas. So there are two very good articles on the bracha on granola bars, or something like, you know, articles that at least cover the topic. One is by Rabbi David Heber, who is a uh, Rav, I think he's, he works for the, the Star K. It's on the Star K website, and he's uh, one of the gedolim in the world of kashras, uh, someone who's a great expert in kashras. And the other was uh, on the OU website uh, by Rabbi Eli Gersten, who also is, uh, he's the one in charge of, I think, writing down all the tshuvas of Rav Shecht and Rav Belsky from the OU and uh, disseminating them. And I'm told, Rabbi Luban told me that if you ever have any kashras issue, he's the man to go to. Uh, he's a very, very great expert in kashras as well. So they both have articles. And this I'm going to try to present briefly what they, what they have to say. Um, Anything that comes from Chameshus Mine Dagan, wheat, spelt, barley, oats, and rye, let's assume for argument's sake, those are the Chameshus Mine Dagan. When they're ground up, those grains are ground up, they're mixed with water and they're baked into cake, cookies, crackers, uh, anything that's possible, the kiss and the brach is going to be Bari Mine Mizonos, and the brach achron is Alamechia. If you kovea suda on it and you eat, it, you eat enough to constitute a meal, the brach is going to be Amotzi and Birchsamazon for a bracha achrona. However, if the grains remain whole and they're roasted, then it's like anything else that grows from the ground, uh, like corn or anything else that would grow from the ground, where the Allah would be, Bari Priyadam. That is the Allah in Shulchanar Chesimin Reish Ches, Sivdal, Shulchanar says, such products should ideally be eaten during a bread meal, since there's a suffix as to uh, which bracha achrona you're supposed to make, so you should have it during a bread meal. Uh, but Lemaisa, if you eat the grain, the bracha achrona is Bari Nefashos, but uh, it's Bari Priyadam and Bari Nefashos when you eat grain that has not been ground up. So it means as follows, unprocessed and slightly processed, like toasted grains, wheat, toasted wheat, or anything like that, is going to be Adama. The bracha on fully processed wheat and oats, meaning that it's been processed to the point that it's a flour and it's baked into something, is going to be mizonos. The question is, where do you draw the line between unprocessed and fully processed? Meaning, at what point does it hit that line where it's no longer adama? Now it's processed enough that where it's no longer adama, now it's processed enough to become uh, mizonos. So wheat and oats may have different uh, characteristics that ha- that affect the bracha in different ways. Um, to, to understand this, wheat has four parts. There are four parts of the wheat. There's the 
endosperm, the bran, the germ, and the husk. The endosperm makes up the majority of the kernel and is the primary source of flour, bread, cake, all that. The husk is the outer shell, and that comes off as soon as you thresh it. The kernel with the endosperm, German bran, is called whole wheat. Now, if the whole wheat is then puffed out, the brach is still going to be adama, because that's, that's something that's not processed at all. It's just puffed. That's uh, like kashi, seven whole grain puffs, is a cereal Rabbi Heber says. That would definitely be a hadama. It's a unique cereal. It includes chameshus minyadagan with all the bran remaining on the kernels. Golin, original cereal, is made up of kashi puffed grains, and also is going to be a bracha of barpi adama. The process for most other puffed wheat, though, is to remove the bran from the kernel um, through, through purling, something called purling. In that process, some of the endosperm might also be removed. The kernel is then pressure, put in a pressurized heater and steamed, and the moisture comes out of the kernel, and that's what makes it pop. So that, there's a machlokas already, how processed that is. So some hold that that's uh, processed enough to become a zonos, based on uh, the Mishnah Brura. The Mishnah Brura says, pearl barley make them a zonos. Others say that puffed wheat is not processed enough, and therefore the bracha is going to be barpri ha'adama. Um, lehalacha, puffed wheat should be eaten in the middle of a bread meal, like we said. That's how the Shulchan Paskins. However, if Moshe writes in Gishmosha or Chaim Chilig Dal that a person can say either Mazonos or Hadama, Moshe also says the Bracha Achrona on puffed wheat is a bar nefashos. And that Lechora would apply to things like honey smacks, golden crisp. You ever see those? Uh, I used to love that term. Honey smacks, golden crisp. So it's either Mazonos or Hadama. And the Bracha Achrona would be a bar nefashos. Now, Rabbi Heber writes that it should be noted that some brands of granola cereals have similar halachic issues, like puffed wheat are chameshes minedagan products that are partially processed. The same issue as to whether they have been processed enough to become mazono supply. And therefore, one would have to determine the exact process of each brand to determine what bracha rishona and what bracha achrona is said. So uh, he says, therefore, Hadam or Mazonos, uh, let's say on Kellogg's low fat granola, Hadam or Mazonos would be fine. However, he says, Rabbi Heinemann holds that General Mills Nature Valley granola bars, Quaker granola bars, are processed enough that the Brach Rishon would definitely be a Mazonos, and the Barcha would be Alamichia, meaning he holds that it's called Maisa Kedera, that it's processed enough and it's mixed in with other ingredients enough that the Brach is going to be a uh, Barim and a Mazonos and an Alamichia. In that sense, it makes it very simple. It makes life very easy in that sense. If that's the way you pass, like Rabbi Heinemann, then it's just straight up what people would probably assume anyway. And the bracha chrona is very easy, because once the bracha rishon is barmi nimzonos, so you know what bracha chrona makes, it's an alamechia. However, however, Rabbi Belsky and Rabbi Shechter, both of the postcom for the OU, disagree. They both hold that the oats in the granola bar are not processed enough to change it into a barmi nimzonos, and therefore it remains a barmi adama. So that's great in terms of... Now the truth is, by the time they're done making the granola bar, roughly 50% of it is oats. The other 50% is sugar and cinnamon and honey and whatever else they mix into to the granola bar. They have all sorts of other ingredients that they, that they mix into it, but still it's very clear, even if the granola is less than 50% of the granola bar, it's still clearly the ichor of the granola bar, and the bracha would be nikva based on the granola, not based on the other ingredients. So both Rabbi Shachar and Rabbi Belsky hold the bracha should be a bar piyadama. 
So that's really wonderful in terms of bracha rishona. It would turn out that it's uh, that it's an uncomplicated matter with bracha rishona. Where we're going to run into a problem though is if you accept Rabbi Shechter and Belsky's opinion, bracha achrona. Shulchan Aruch quotes the opinion of the Rambam that the bracha achrona for toasted grains is bar nefashos. However, Shulchan Aruch also quotes Tosfos again, some Reish Chesiv Dalid, who wasn't sure what the bracha achrona should be. Tos thought maybe it should be a bracha of al ha adama v'al pri ha adama. You might be wondering, you never heard of that bracha. Tos also wonders, why doesn't the Gemara mention such a bracha, v'al adam v'al pri adama? Since the Gemara doesn't say it, Tos leaves it as an unresolved question and suggests that if you really want to do the right thing, you should wash before you eat anything that uh, that requires this adama. So essentially what Tos is saying, what the Shulchan Aruch recommends l'chachila, is that if you hold a great belsky or v'shachter, this is called unprocessed oats, then you're going to make a bar pri adama, so better to do, because you're going to run into trouble if you better to just wash, eat a slice of bread, then eat a granola bar, and then veg. The only problem with that is that defeats the entire purpose of a granola bar. The whole purpose of a granola bar is to have a quick snack. It's not to get into a whole issue where you're going to have to sit down and wash and bench. So is there any way out of this issue? So Rabbi Gersten suggests the following. If you eat an amount, it all depends how much you eat. If you eat an amount equal to the volume of a kazayis, betoch kadeh kechilas pras, a pras is eight kazayisim. If you eat one kazayis in the amount of time that it takes a normal person to eat, eight, to eat eight kazayisim, then you have to say a bracha achrona. If you eat slower than that, then you don't say a bracha achrona. What if you eat more than a kazayis of granola bar, betoch pras, but less than a kazayis of oats? Remember, most of the bar is not oats. Most of the bar is the honey and the other stuff. What if you eat more than a kazayis b'chdeyachilis pras of the granola bar, but less than a kazayis b'chdeyachilis pras of oats? Mishabur and Simreish Yudzev Katnalov says that in such a case, the oats would combine with the other ingredients, and you'd only be chayv in bar nefashos, like you would be in the other ingredients. But you wouldn't have to get into the suffix bracha achrona that you have when you eat a bar priyadon, when you eat unprocessed oats. So all you need to do is figure out a way to eat more than a kazayis of granola bar less than a kazayis of granola pras. I don't want to get involved in all the complicated measurements that Rabbi Gersten gets involved in but he goes through very detailed measurements and at the end of the day he comes out that uh, if a person eats one and a half Nature Valley granola bars he has eaten more than a kazayis of granola bar less than a kazayis of oats if he eats two full granola bars then he's eaten then he's two full Nature Valley granola bars, which is a serving size. They come in uh, two. Then he's eaten uh, more than a kazayas of oats itself, and then he gets into the seven box problem if he eats it within five minutes. Because within five minutes is the maximum, maximum that you could ever imagine would be a kadeachilis pras of granola. Kadeachilis pras is determined by each food. So Shach always says, so crazy how machmir people are with matzah to stuff it all in so quickly. It's kadeachilis pras, how long it would take you to eat. Wherever you hold the kazayas is, the shear that you have to eat it within is the amount of time that it would take you to eat eight kazayasim of matzah. So uh, you know, there's no reason to uh, to rush and choke yourself. But anyway, so kadeachilis pras more likely is closer to two minutes. Rav Shach tells that it's, that it's two minutes. So Rabbi Gerson concludes that if a person eats two granola bars in less than two minutes, then he has to say a bar nefashos, but it's not ideal to even do that because he's getting involved in the Suffolk brachos, right? Uh, however, ideally, you should either plan to eat less than one and a half granola bars every two to five minutes, and then you could say a bar nefashos, 
or plan on eating bread also. And if you plan on eating bread also, then you'll just say uh, hamotzi. So again, the maskana, there's one line of thinking, Rabbi Heinemann, who says it's a barmin and mizonos and alamichia, and there's nothing to discuss. On the other side, you have Rabbi Shechter or Rabbi who say that it's a bar priyadama for the bracha rishona, and that complicates the bracha achrona picture. And because it complicates the bracha achrona picture, probably best to eat less than a kazayas of oats within a kadeachilas pras. Um, with, with and, and more than a kazayas of granola bar. Okay. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.